You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cavins. Ah, yes, the 2021 schedule is now out. We're going to go through the Patriots schedule game by game, get Greg's feelings on each. But first, BostonSportsJournal.com, big time site update. Greg, tell us about it. Yeah, Nick, uh, well, if you're watching the video right now, you can tell by the bags under my eyes that we are uh, hard at work (laughs) deep into uh, just about every night ever since we flipped the switch at about 10 o'clock on Tuesday. It's been nonstop fun, let me tell you. (laughs) Um, start your own site. They said, it'll be fun. You know, you can be your own boss. It's great. Uh, so yeah, look, uh, over the years, our former platform became obsolete. A lot of our members know that there were a lot of issues. Um, the app had a ton of issues, uh, login issues, all that stuff. So to correct all that, we had to go to a completely new format. And when you do that, there's going to be a lot of integration issues, things like that. It's going to take time. It's not right. just updating the fonts and the background and stuff like that. You see at a lot of sites. This is a completely new system. Now, DK Pittsburgh Sports in Pittsburgh, they were the first ones to go through it. We sort of watched and, and saw what they did, waited until all the bugs were worked out, and then we we jumped on with their platform because we run the same system. We run the same site. Uh, if it works for them, it's going to work for us. So look, right now it is Thursday, about 11 a.m. Most of the integration is over. There is still some stability issues with the site. So sometimes it'll go back to the old site or sometimes it'll hang up. Like just the things that people need to know, Nick, are number one, just give us a couple more days. It usually takes up to 48 hours. That would be Thursday night when things start to really stabilize for everybody, like I just went on and it wasn't stable for me. It will be resolved in due course. I need people to just relax, let (laughs) it run its course because we need, yes, we might take some short-term losses here, but the long-term gains for everybody will be great. It'll, this will be a much more functional, functional website for everybody. The app I don't know how many times I have to tell people this, and I've been telling them for years, don't use the app, use a browser. The app does not work right now, okay? I repeat, if you're looking, if you're clicking on your app icon, it is not gonna work, or it it can work. You're gonna get an error message. You can click on the little things. It might work for you, but I would just avoid it. In a couple weeks, 
we will have an app update and the app will be really snazzy. It'll work for everybody. I have a lot of bells and whistles, notifications, all sorts of stuff, but it won't be ready for a couple of weeks. We need to get this done with the site. Then we move on to the app. Um, if people come Thursday night, Friday morning, if you are still having issues, uh, logging on, things like that, do me a favor, go on to the website and I am going through it right now. I am to give you proper directions, even if you're not logged in. There is a menu button on the right. Click that, go to support, fill out a support ticket, and we will click through them as soon as we can in the order that we get them so that we get everybody up and running. And hopefully by the beginning of next week, everything's all good. Everything's stable. We're all, you know, BSJ is back humming like it has been, but trust me, I apologize that there is going to be a little um, sort of, you know, buffer time here. Um, we appreciate your support uh, very much. You are all important to us, no matter what level you are. I can tell you that um, just the site upgrade has been good for business the past couple of days. We've seen memberships have skyrocketed the past couple of days. So, if those of you who left because of the issues that we had, welcome. Give us a little bit more patience, and trust me, it'll be worth your effort But because uh, the new BSJ is going to be much better for everybody. Is We're going to get back to being a community again very soon, and uh, I can't wait till everybody's in. No issues. We're all humming, and uh, we can start cooking with gas. I'm looking forward to that. All right, let's get to the football. I think the site looks great. Yep. I was on it last night. I look forward to what it looks like moving into the future because, as you said, you know these these kinds of big time changes they take a few days. And I know 2021 yep. people tend to not be patient. Just be patient with this one, and hopefully within the next couple of days it'll all be ironed out. Let's look at the Patriots schedule. It officially came out last night. We all saw it leaked like yesterday morning, and sometimes mm -hmm. those leaks are unpredictable. Sometimes. Uh, you know, they're wrong, but this leak was the right leak. And yep. um, now we look at how this all shapes up for 2021 for your New England Patriots. Let's start with the first game of the season, the Miami Dolphins at Foxborough, 425 kickoff. Your thoughts, Greg? Okay, Nick, let me just give you my real quick sort of overview thoughts when I saw okay. the schedule. Overall, I like the schedule for the Patriots. I think it really balances out well. It's a little bit of a soft opening. Uh, sure, they have the Bucks in week four. But I think when you're looking at the Dolphins and Tua, you have the Jets twice in the first seven weeks. You have the Saints, who also have a new QB. You have the Texans, who the hell knows what's going on with them at quarterback. And Dak's coming back from injury with the Cowboys, and they weren't any world beaters last year. So through, through week seven – other than the Bucs game, and you're going to have at least one hard game, I think it's a great open for the Patriots. I think yeah. it's about as good as you can expect that, you know, yeah, it's the Dolphins, and did they make the playoffs? No, they didn't make the playoffs wow. last year. No. Um, but they were close, and they were ahead of you in the division, so they're a good team, and they're talented for sure. But there's a lot of questions about Tua. There's a lot of questions about they have some new receivers, you know, whether it's Will Fuller or um, – you know, Jalen Waddle, who they got in the draft. There's a lot of new moving pieces on defense. Uh, it'll be a Kyle Van Noy revenge game, which I'm sure we'll hear all about that week. And 
And so, but also it's a familiar opponent, you know, just like last year who they opened up with. So the Patriots can spend all of training camp ticking away at the game plan for that game so that they're, they're very prepared. So to me, Nick, my, one of my key overviews of the schedule is I think it's a really good open. I think that not getting the bills until December is huge for this team. And it will be huge for the AFC East because remember, we're talking about we don't know what's going to go happen at quarterback with the Patriots. All the different pieces that they added in the offseason. It's going to be a lot like the Bucks last year. You know, if they're if the Patriots are going to be successful, where, you know, for about half the season, two-thirds of the season, you didn't know what to make of the Bucs. Right. And they weren't very good. But all of a sudden, in the last like, you know, six games or what have you, they caught fire. That went on, that that rolled into the postseason. So I think this Patriots team in my opinion, especially if Mac Jones all of a sudden shows that he's able to be uh, a starting quarterback by the end of the season, I think this team could is going to be much better at the end of the season than it is to, uh, at the beginning. And so to get those divisional games where you have two Bills games, one Dolphins game with the finale, uh, I, I think that's that's really good. Plus, even with the Bucks game, yes, it's it's a huge game, and we will talk about this this game um, for many weeks and, and months uh, because it's worth it. And trust me, I have been through it before. I covered the Packers when Favre came back to Lambeau. I know what this is going to be all about, and and I have plenty to share about that. Uh, but they the, even with the Bucs, the Patriots get a, a break because the Bucs have to play at the Rams the week before. So the Bucs right. have to travel from Tampa to L.A., probably play. I don't even know if that game's in primetime or not. Probably is fly back to Tampa, practice, fly back up to Boston to play a primetime game. So that's that's a tough haul for, you know, a 43-year-old quarterback. So those are my general thoughts on the game. Uh, like I said, week one, you know, the Dolphins, we sort of touched on it. Van Noy, uh revenge game, also a very familiar opponent. They will have a good game plan for that game. Uh, I think that's a good time to get the Dolphins just like it was last year. And that's a great start. Yeah, I mean, I look at the Miami game quickly. I say to myself, we don't really know who or what the Dolphins are. Yep. And you would think Especially we offensively. Would. Yeah, after a 10-win season last year, they just missed the playoffs, as you mentioned. You would think you had a pretty good gauge as to what they're trying to do, who they are, but we really don't. A lot of changes. Uh, some of the veteran defensive players, Bobby McCain is gone. Of course, Van Noy is gone. A number of their captains gone. And offensively, as you mentioned, Greg, with Tua, they handled him with kid gloves last year. What yep. Tua Tungavailoa are we going to see in week one? And we don't even know who's going to be doing the play calling for Miami. So they yep. almost have as much to figure out as New England does with all the new faces. I like that game for the Patriots to start off. Then they go to the Jets. Of course, that means Zach Wilson, rookie quarterbacks versus Bill Belichick. Yeah, and the home opener for his, his home opener for the Jets is against Bill Belichick and a Patriots and a defense that look should be pretty stacked. And um, I think that I think I don't know what you think, Nick, but I think that the Dolphins, Dolphins, the Patriots defense is going to be way ahead of the offense in the I early agree. going, and will yep. probably need to carry them. And so, uh, you know, could we? This is Sam Darnold's replacement. Could we get another? Uh, I'm seeing ghost type of thing out of the new Jets quarterback, like with with Darnold. I think that's possible. I think so. I have, and, and I'll sort of give people my projection, which uh, is on BSJ as well. But I have the Patriots two and zero to this point. 
Yeah, I, I would agree with that. 2-0 sounds good. One other thing that sticks out to me in the first month of the season, not a lot of travel. I mean, you got three home games, yep. and then you only go to New York. So you're not traveling all over the place, which also helps. In week three, we've got the Saints coming to Foxborough. Of course, this isn't your older brother's Saints. It's not even your yep. last year's Saints with Drew Brees gone. Another question mark at quarterback. You know, you look at this, you've got Tua in week one. You've got the rookie Zach Wilson in week two. And then in week three, Taysom Hill slash Jameis Winston. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, like we talked about before, I think this is great for the Patriots that there's uh, the other teams have as much to prove and as much to learn about their teams as the Patriots do, probably even more. Um, so I think this is a good spot to get the Saints. Again, another team that would be probably better at the end of the season that they are than they are at the beginning of the season. And um, I have the Patriots 3-0. and All right, let's go to the game that everybody's talking about. <laughs> Not just everybody in New England, but everybody in the country is talking about this one today. Uh, it's week four. It's Sunday night football. It's at Gillette Stadium. It is Tom Brady's return. I kind of like I think it's smart by the NFL to have this game early in the season rather than late because you really you, you really don't know what the Patriots are going to be. I yep. mean, I expect I fully expect and I'm not doing this to troll anybody if the shoe was on the other foot if the Patriots were coming off a of Super Bowl where they won like their last 8 games and they had everybody coming back and Tom Brady was mo- Tom Brady and Bill Belichick were motivated to do what they couldn't do before. I would keep mentioning that they have a chance at 17 and out, you know, slash 20 and out. I think the Bucs have a legit chance between what they did last year, everybody coming back, and the, a cake schedule for the most part. Yeah, they have a couple tough games here and there, including this one. This is going to be a tough game for them with with how much is at stake and Belichick knowing Brady and, and them game plan. I'm sure the Patriots are starting. If they haven't yet, they will start very soon game planning for that game. And so uh, I think it's going it's going to be tremendous. Like I said, I did I covered both of Favre's games at Lambeau Field. I've been to a lot of big games in my career, um, even you know some Red Sox Yankees game back in the in the heyday, Super Bowls, playoff games. There is not there. It's indescribable what it's like when an icon like Favre comes back to Lambeau Field yeah. to play a team that didn't want him. And it's people are going to be tied up and twisted in emotions coming in, leaving. It is going to sap everyone's energy like never before. It is going to be something else. And I can't wait to experience it again. Yeah. I mean, it's just going to be. And I have the Bucs winning that game. So it's it's just going to be tremendous. You know, the, the brain of Belichick versus the brain of Brady, just obviously all the history. As far as Tampa, you know, a long time ago, I got into a beef with Adam Jones at 98.5 about talking oh undefeated season way too early. I'm not into talking about 17-0 and 0 yep. until we get to about 9-0. and 0. Then I'll talk yep. about it. I just think football is really tough. And the yep. one thing about Tampa, you know, they were very healthy last year. Yep. It'll be interesting if they can stay healthy again. Mm-hmm. They don't have a ton of depth but they're bringing back everybody. So they're going to be obviously the favorites and they should be the favorites. I would remind people the last time an NFL team repeated, it was your Patriots, 2003, 2004. There's a reason for that. It's really tough to do, but yes, yep. so you've got it. You've got to give Tampa the edge in that game uh, this, this early on in the year. So I'm with you so far, three and one got the Patriots. 
Then you move down to Houston, and we know it's been a debacle down there for Nick Casario. But we also have no freaking clue what this team is going to – is Deshaun Watson going to be playing? And if Deshaun Watson is playing, what does that mean? Uh, but overall, your thoughts, that game at Houston. Yeah, I think I think this is a season where Houston uh, – I doubt that Deshaun Watson is going to be playing in that game, especially in the first half of the season. I think that he's at least suspended for part of the season if he's allowed to play at all. And that means that we have a good chance of seeing Tyrod Taylor, uh, who, you know, who's a good solid player, but that, you know, this is a team that's uh, largely a dumpster fire. And they, I think they have a lot of issues on defense. They have, you know, a new head coach, Lovey Smith is a defensive coordinator. Uh, I think this is, uh, you know, these home games for the Texans could get out of control um, with the, the booing and the hate and, and everything that's going on down there with the team. I, the, the Patriots, they went in there and lost last year. Uh, this is a good measuring stick to see how much better they are this year, including Cam Newton, 4-1 uh, and one for the Patriots. Yeah, and again, we look at the schedule. We look at home and away. Only two away games in the first seven for the Patriots this year. So they go on the road to Houston. They come back home to face the Cowboys. A returning Dak Prescott, that Cowboys defense last year was trash. What do you expect in that game against the Cowboys? Yeah, good question. I mean, even you know, I I'm not the biggest Dan Quinn fan. I mean, I I like Dan Quinn. I don't like his defense. I don't like the Seattle style of defense. Yeah, the Patriots have solved this defense uh, many times ago, and and I don't understand why these guys keep getting hired. Like Gus Bradley gets hired by the Raiders. Like, what are you doing? Like, didn't you just play them with the Chargers? And Gruden, you're an offensive coordinator. Don't you know how easy it is to coordinate <laughs> against these guys? So, um, look, I think, you know, Dak should be sufficiently warmed up by now um, in week six. I think this will be a tough game, but it's at home. Again, the Quinn style of defense, the Patriots don't have a lot of issues with. I like the Patriots. I have them five and one. I trust the Patriots defense a hell of a lot more than I trust the Cowboys defense. Yep. Even with Cam Newton, if he is your quarterback against Dallas, I think they can put up points. They put up points against Seattle last year in Seattle. Uh, they can do it again. So I, I like New England as well. We continue to be on the same page, you and I. And then we've got the home game against the Jets. So the first eight weeks of the season, you knock out the Jets. You've got them week two, and then you've got them, what, week seven? And so now you're looking at uh, Zach Wilson, second time around. Will it make a difference? Yeah. Win for the Patriots, seven and <laughs> six and one. Yeah, <laughs> that's a winner. All right, so the Jets, the Jets come to Foxborough, they get beat, and now we talk about the stretch. and And I want to yep. get into this because, yes, the Jets game uh, should not be overly difficult for the Patriots if they're as good as we think they're going to be, relative speaking to to last year, relatively speaking. But when you look at the schedule now, week seven to eleven, I've been hammering the travel. Because, you know, you start with that Jets game, Greg, it gets much more difficult for the Patriots, not only competition-wise, but travel-wise. So, for example, weeks 7 through 11, you have a home game against the Jets. Then you fly out to L.A. Then you have a game at Carolina. Then you come home to play a very good Cleveland Browns team. Don't get it twisted. I think they might have the best roster in football, if not yep. the best, the second best. So then you go back home to play Cleveland. Then you're back on the road, short week at Atlanta. That travel gets dicey. At 
at LA, at Carolina, back home against Cleveland, then on a short week at Atlanta. Let's start with the Chargers, Justin Herbert and company. They have helped solidify that offensive line. Again, this one's on the road. Is this an L? Yeah, I have an L for the Patriots in this game, just because, look, they, I don't think they're going like 16-2, and two, so uh, or whatever, 15-2. and two. I can't do the math. I, I know. Well, thanks too. for the schedule change. Like, I couldn't do math before. Like, 16 games was a lot easier. Now you're asking me. This is like trigonometry. I want to keep saying 8-8 eight um, eight for teams that are mediocre, and I'm like, I can't say 8-8 eight and eight anymore. Anyway. I don't know. Uh, so, look, the Patriots went in there and killed the Chargers last year. It's a completely different coaching staff. Uh, Brandon Staley is now the head coach. Um, you know, I think a lot of Justin Herbert. I just think that, it, look, the Patriots are going to have to start losing some games. And so I have them for a little bit of a lull right here at the middle of the season. So I have them 6-2. and two. And and also, we might as well stay on the Panthers. Look, I, I know a lot of people – especially around here, don't know much about the Panthers. Um, I just know I've I watched them a few times last year. I like the way Matt Rule coaches. I like the way they compete. Now they have Sam Darnold. Yes, the Patriots are familiar with him, but I have a not, another loss for them in that one. So I have them 6-3 and three after week nine. I have them down against the Chargers, up against the Panthers. I do think they beat Carolina at Carolina. I don't think the Panthers are there just yet. To me, yep. they're about a year away. And I also mm-hmm. – listen. I like Sam Darnold an awful lot. When he came out, I thought he was easy, a franchise quarterback. But New York destroyed that dude. And we've got to see if they destroyed him for the rest of his career or if he's able to walk into Carolina and look like a new guy. And I just can't erase the history of Darnold versus the Patriots. So I will go with New England beating Carolina in that game. So I guess I have them at, what, 7-2 and right now. Uh, Then we've got Cleveland in Foxborough, as I just mentioned. The Browns legitimately have one of, if not the most talented rosters in the game, an offseason where they added to their defense over and over and over again. I think Andrew Berry's done a fantastic job. Kevin Stefanski has helped transform Baker Mayfield. More play action, more bootleg action with Baker. Your thoughts on Browns, Pats? Yeah, I think it's going to be a great game. I, I I do agree with you. I think the Browns have one of the most uh, talented rosters in the NFL. Uh, but I do think there's still the Browns. I do think there's a disconnect. I just think, you know, and, and there will probably be a, a loss someplace else, but I know I have the Patriots for a certain area where I have, the, where I figured them uh, win loss wise. And so I gave them another loss here, three losses in a row. Um, it probably won't happen that way, but I have them six and four. Um, through this point. I think it's going to be a good game. In actuality, I think the Patriots probably win this game, but I was looking for another L, so I dropped it here. I actually, I'm going to go with you, and I don't, you know, I don't feel great about picking the Browns, even though I know the roster and I'm sitting here pumping their tires, but, you know, they have the defensive line now with Miles Garrett, Jadavian Clowney. Their offensive line, according to Pro Football Focus, was the best in football last year. I mean, this legitimately, the only weakness on this team that you might be able to find is linebacker. From top on down, they are really good. And so I've got Cleveland coming up. Of course, you also have the Patriots coming off of back-to-back road games. So I could see that be a loss for them. Uh, So what do you got them? You got them at six and three. I think I got them at seven and two. Is that six six and four for me? Six and four. So I got them at seven seven and three. three. Okay. Uh, then they have the short week, Thursday night football, the only Thursday night game of the season. It's at Atlanta. 
Yeah, I think, um, you know, if they keep the band together, we got to see what they do with Julio Jones, whether they yeah. trade him or what. It could be, who knows? It could be a Julio Jones revenge game. Oh, if, look at you. If the, if the Patriots trade for him. Well, uh, throwing that in there. Yeah, just throwing it in there. I don't, I don't know anything, or you know. But you, know, <coughs> sorry, you never know. Um, they need to shed some cap to even sign their draft pick, so you never know what happens. I doubt it. I yeah. doubt that Jones ends up here, but you never know. Um, I have that as a win, so I have them seven and four. I know people about the only thing that you can complain about with the Patriots schedule is that their bye week is late, yep. but. You have to keep in mind, you get through the Thursday night game, and I know this is the way coaches look at it. We get through the Thursday night game, then we have almost a mini buy. So they, I actually think their schedule, You A, you would rather have the buy late than early. Yep. So they have it late, and then they also have this Thursday night game. So you have almost a mini buy in week 11. I think it. I think that's pretty good for the Patriots. So I have them seven and four. All right, let's go to uh, Tennessee. Next up on the schedule, this is – Right after your turkey day, gobble, gobble, November 28th against the Tennessee Titans, 1 o'clock kickoff. Yeah, Nick, I targeted this as a potential Mac Jones insertion point. Oh, um, hold on, hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, we might have a Mac Jones insertion <laughs> point. Doesn't, doesn't that sound sexy? There you Mac go. You can Jones have your turkey, and then you'll have your Mac Jones on Sunday. <laughs> uh, you know, and look, who knows? I mean, at 7-4, and four, would Belichick think about it? I think it's possible considering he might say, uh, we've had a pretty easy schedule. We just had a three game losing streak. Now we have the bills coming up in two weeks. Yeah. Um, where are we? Who gives us the best chance? Do we feel good about cam or is Mac Jones ready? Now we have the little mini bye week where they have a little bit more time to game plan for that game. And so they can start the Mac Jones game plan process. Um, even though I don't think it's all that involved, it's certainly not as involved as Felger makes it out to be. Uh, cause he loves to talk about that, but, uh, look with the 10 days off, you would prefer to have a whole bye week to, uh, install things for a rookie quarterback, but the mini buy is fine. You do have a bye week coming up after that. I think at this point in the season, Belichick will look at the schedule and be like, we have the bills twice. The AFC East is for up, up for grabs. Um, what do we do? What gives us the best chance down the stretch? We kind of got to make a decision right now yep. because after this Titans game, then we had the Bills. I have – I don't know whether they're in certain Mac Jones or not. I'm going to go with yes, they do, that Mac Jones comes in, leads them to a win against the Titans. They are 8-4. and four. All right, I want to say this because I'm going to eventually get to 9-3 and three here. And I look at the schedule and I understand that my prediction is going to be way too high. There's always going to be a game or two that's unpredictable that they lose. Yep. So, you know, if I finish here, I just want to send out the warning before people go crazy. If I finish Cattles, here, Cattles, you're a wicked moron. How could you <laughs> not know in May yeah, that exactly. so-and-so is going to get hurt? And totally, you, horrible. This exercise, uh, you know, th that's why it's really tough to do. But, you know, when you look game at game by game, you take it game by game. So a Tennessee long week, I think with this defense getting ready for Ryan Tannehill and let's not forget they've beefed up big time against the run. They're going to try to limit and somewhat slow down Derek Henry. If you do that, I don't think Tennessee scores enough points. So I will go new England in that game, uh, Monday night football. So you've got Thursday night, then you've got a, a Sunday one o'clock and then that's followed by a Monday night game at Buffalo, Greg. 
hide the women and children <laughs> Monday night game in Buffalo with Bill's mafia. Um, considering I'll probably be traveling, uh, then I might need, uh, protection for that game from Bill's mafia with some of my opinions on Josh Allen. Uh, so it's going to be a circus. I, I think that's a tough tip for the Patriots. I think they lose that game. I have them eight and five. Yeah, I've got them down in that one as well. So I've got them, I believe, at nine and four. I just think at Buffalo is a really tough place to play, you know, especially on a Monday night, like you mentioned. Then we've got the bye week, Sunday, December 12th. Everybody can kick up their feet and relax a little bit. And then off of the bye, it's interesting. This game will either be on a Saturday or a Sunday. That's to be mm-hmm. determined. But after the bye week, you've got the Colts at Indianapolis. Carson Wentz, the new quarterback of Indy. How do you feel about that one coming off of the bye? Saints are, again, a really talented team, similar to the Browns, one of the most talented in the league. I think that uh, Wentz helps them. We'll see whether he's healthy or you know what have you and how he deals with the transition and how much Philly is still there and all that stuff. But... Um, You know, I think that coming out of the bye, you would think that the Patriots would have an advantage. I I don't know. This is another sort of just sort of scheduled loss for the Patriots because I just don't think they're going to run away with things or at least what we know about the team right now. I mean, I might feel different in training camp, and normally my preseason prediction is – Normally pretty accurate. Last week was a little, last year was a little bit off, but normally I'm a little bit one game too high with the Patriots. We'll see. I I, I make my choice in training camp where I say uh, and and normally it's pretty accurate. I have them at a loss in this game, so I have them eight and six. No rhyme or reason. I just think, uh, yeah, I think they're eight and six. You know, this one's really difficult because, as you mentioned, it's off of a bye week. Number one. Number two, we have no clue what Carson Wentz is going to look like. If this is good Carson Wentz, then Indianapolis, as you said, they have a roster that is really talented. Mm-hmm. But if it's Carson Wentz that was broken last year in Philly, right? then you either have a broken quarterback or no quarterback. So it's really difficult. I guess for schedule's sake, I'll lean towards Carson Wentz finding his mojo with Frank Reich. It's in Indy. I'll give Indy the win here. Uh, Again, I could see the Patriots easily winning this as well. I think there's a few games like that. The Cleveland game uh, is is another toss-up to me. There's some games on this schedule that they could easily lose but also could win. Uh, I'll go with Indy winning that one. Next game up, we've got uh, Buffalo, but this one, of course, is in New England. Yeah, I have the Patriots winning this game just to even things up. Um you know, again, no rhyme or reason. Who knows what's going to be going on? I just think they'll, they'll there will be a lot more data after the first uh, matchup. And I think, look, the Patriots. I have them eight and six coming at this. It's that would put them in the thick of the postseason race, but they're going to need to finish well. And so, I think these are three big games coming down the stretch for the Patriots. I hope it works out this way. It's great for everybody. Um, and I have them beating the Bills at home. Uh, to even up, perhaps this is I, – I actually, I think it'll go down to the final game against the Dolphins as far as uh, the division win and and what have you. Of course, I guess that means the Bills would have the Jets that week, which that's awesome. Well, we couldn't have, we couldn't have Bills uh, Patriots in Week 17 – or Week 18. I guess they're afraid that it might not mean anything. So I have the Patriots winning. 
the first of their big three game stretch to finish the season, nine and six. I agree. They win. They beat the Bills. They're 10 and five. Let's go to uh, the next game Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence, number one overall pick, visiting yep. Foxborough. And it could be Tim Tebow as well. You never oh, know. Here we go. <laughs> look, this, this is uh, the urban transition. We don't know what they're going to look like. Yeah. Uh, I assume they're going to be a lot better at the end of the season than they will be at the beginning. So this will be a much trickier game than it would be, say, in week two. Uh, but uh, the Patriots are at home against the number one overall pick. They need to win this game. Moves them to 10 and 6, setting up a big showdown in week 18. Yeah, I think they smash them, stack them, and toss them. I think Jacksonville's done uh, in week 17 in New England. And then, as you said, it sets up at Miami. Dolphins, of course, historically very tough at home against the Patriots. We all know the history. Uh, Does it bite New England in the ass here to have to go to Miami week 18? It it does not. I am am tossing history aside in that that stadium is the Patriots' personal house of horrors where – just about anything that can go wrong does go wrong at some point, in, including um, Rod Gronkowski on kickoff coverages on a game uh, where all they had to do was um, tackle somebody to win, and they didn't do that. Uh, but I have the Patriots. Uh, they need this uh, possibly for the division title over the Bills and or the Dolphins. And I have the Patriots girding up and coming through with the W to finish 11-6. and six. Look at you, eleven and six. I've got them beating Miami, finishing twelve and five. Uh, again, you know, you can go through the schedule and maybe flip a game or two. This is kind of just one of those exercises we do every time the schedule comes out. But right now, I, I feel like when you look at this, you know, Tampa's tough. Uh, the Chargers game is tough. Cleveland uh, at Buffalo. And at Miami, I would say those are their five toughest games. Maybe you throw at Indianapolis in there as well. But I think this is a a 12 and five team with the schedule, depending on health. Uh, Let's run through a couple of other notes about this schedule before we get to the member question of the day, Greg. See how uh, these numbers feel to you. The Patriots are the only team in the league that play three teams coming off of a bye. Is that a big deal? Uh, it's not optimal, but I don't think it's a big deal. I mean, you, you, you take care of your business. Um, this is where I think, yeah, I, I really wish they had second bye weeks, uh, yeah. built in with this. I agree. You know, why, why do we need to, why do we need to keep things short? Like, why can't the NFL season just make it longer and longer? Who really gives a crap? Um, yep. so, but no, I don't think it's a big deal. A lot of teams look, I, I don't think the Patriots are all that great coming off of bye weeks they usually start very slow traditionally i don't remember lately but i know i remember doing a story on this at some point in time and traditionally they're they kind of don't play a very good first half coming out of the bye and so um i i don't think it's that big of a deal either. maybe that was all tom brady's fault Ooh, yeah. hot oh yeah i'm just kidding tom brady bad after the bye uh, another note opponents have 15 days more rest than the patriots this is the biggest disparity of any team anything <laughs> Uh, that's a bigger, well, does that include the bye weeks? I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, if that includes the bye weeks, then it's not that big of a deal. Um, but in general, I mean, I, in theory, that sounds like a big deal. I guess it is a little bit of a big deal, but you know, I don't really care. I'm not, I'm not one for whining about people's schedules and things like that. Like just play well. I mean, that's really just execute play well. I mean, is one day rest really going to matter? 
All right. So Badad has them at uh, 11 and six. I have them at 12 and five. Obviously, the highlights week four, Brady returns to Foxborough. Weeks seven through 11, that's when the schedule gets tough. And then we're looking at that home stretch, final four games after the bye week at Indy, yep. then home Buffalo, home Jacksonville at Miami. And that could mean division or mild card or out of the playoffs. So that four game stretch at the end is going to be humongous. Yep. Uh, let's jump to the bostonsportsjournal.com member question of the day. Check them out at BSJ. $39.99 on the annual plan. Not only do you get top-notch analysis of all the Boston Pro Sports, but if you're a Pats junkie, which I'm sure you are, a membership at BSJ gives you access to a ton of video analysis Bedard does on the coach's film and direct access to him in weekly chats. And remember, like we talked about on the top, uh, we're talking new site. New site. It looks all sweet. Once all the glitches are done over the next few days, this is going to be an absolute banger of a website. You want to check it out. Uh, you told me again, Greg, this week that you would find me the member question of the day. So what'd you find? Yes, I found one from uh, Yogi Scribe. Hey, Yogi. At, uh, yeah, one of our one of our members there. And uh, this was off of my schedule column. And he says, Greg, no love for the Finns in, in Flores. Second game on the road in Miami. We'll decide which team gets in the playoffs. I'm going with Tua. Next gen version of Todd Pennington, brainy guy with noodle arm, and real <laughs> weapons on offense. BB will never play a uh, will never play a rookie quarterback. I guess it means Mac Jones, and Newton will never fully mesh with his wide receivers. Cam will screw up in a key moment that turns the game. Uh, you know, maybe, but I, you know, I, me, yes, it's in Miami. You don't love that, but I like this Patriots team. Uh, there's a lot of veterans, especially on defense. I think they can make life. That's where I think the Patriots are going to have a big advantage over a lot of these teams, including, you know, Josh Allen and uh, and Tua, is that they're going to be able to do a lot of different things on defense, and I think they're they're going to be able to confuse some people. And I just think, look, it's not about I don't love Flores and the Dolphins. You know, I like what they've done there. I have some issues with Flores and his decision making as far as offensive coordinators and players and things like he's always changing his mind. But yep. I think Chris Greer's done a phenomenal job. I thought they had a tremendous draft. I just like the Patriots in their history, and you still have a lot of guys on this team that have won a lot of big games. And this is going to be, be a big game, and so I like them in that spot. So there you have it. 12-5 and five from me, 11-6 and six from Greg subject to change. I don't know, 13 more times before we actually kick it off in September. Uh, the Greg Bedard Patriots podcast with Nick Cattles episode number 71 in the books. Everybody have a great weekend. We'll catch up with you next week.